Miss Darsan, how should I how should I introduce you? What are your titles? How every um I am that fat bitch that triggers fat people. Fat I can't um, oh, wait, wait, what was it? Hold on. There's a new there's a is there a, a fat gender? We need to find out if there's a gender related to being overweight. Huh. Or a gender that feels big. Big gender? I, I, I don't know. Fat. I feel like cell you gender. I am a cell you gender fat bitch. And I identify as a person of size. Oh my gosh. You can use, utilize all of that shit. What if I identified as a person of size? Uh, you are um, size. You're just but you're using your your male cis thin straight size privilege upon me. <gasps> Can't do but that. who are you to tell me how I feel? And I feel like a fat woman, not a fat man. I feel like deep down, I'm a fat woman. Are you gonna try? But being fat isn't a feeling. <laughs> Let me tell you something. Dude, did you guys see the video that girl made of me? No. Oh, you're getting hate videos now. <gasps> only I only got it from one. She's a minor TikToker. With like, she has more TikTok followers than me. I'll grant her that. Okay. But <laughs> can you tell I drank the coffee a little fast? Don't worry. This is all gonna be edited out. Thank you, God. No, but um, oh, are we already recording? I turned it okay. on. We were dancing because okay, yeah, I yeah. thought it was funny. Maybe I could clip <laughs> you can throw that in at best blue. Yeah, I, this is all great clip material. Great clip material. That's Show what it. I'm trying to do with my with uh my live streams because I have so many now, and I'm like maybe I should clip some of this. Best moment. Yeah. It's a lot of effort. Put it on TikTok. Yeah. It is a lot of effort. Yeah, this oh is my why. God, like you, <laughs> you need you need a third or a second person to help you. We need a third. We need like someone to just be like. Here, Jonathan, take the Find footage. We the just shot clips. this episode. Cut out three great clips. All right, thanks, honey. And then we just move on. And here's to that. Or if I could just like, here's the thing. Like the hardest part of it is, is that my poor wee little laptop. She's a sweet thing, and she tries. God bless her so hard. And she, when I edit my videos, guys, after about. Mm, 10 minutes of cutting and clipping and adding anything, I have to wait a solid 15 to 20 minutes for the whole video to be okay, or it will like, it it will sit there and I can hear the audio. Ooh. It's a still frame oh. the whole way. My, my struggle, I am not equipped for what I'm trying to do. Right. And so I have to get a laptop, a, a better desktop something, which I have the room for, but you know. Come on in guys. Cellulite apparently doesn't pay the bills unless I am a activist and I'm not. Yeah, you right. have to you have to be, you know, fighting for the cellulite, not not against. Oh my god. Okay, cellulite. so here's what we can do. We can start your GoFundMe for your transition into a professional podcaster. This is true. That whole second part. This is my transition. Like, I'm helping feel, me transition. I, I identify as a much richer person than I am. Yes. Exactly. I feel Donate like, to my cause. I need, you know, I feel like $3,000 would really help me take my podcasting to the next level. You know, I mean, that would, that would be a start, but you know what, if you guys truly, if you out there in the metaverse want to truly feel like you are helping a less than fortunate marginalized person of size in the fat phobic world, 
you could absolutely donate 10, 15, 20,000 dollars to me. I promise you it will go to all the important things that fat women need. I can get a chair for my fat ass, sneakers for my fat ass, and uh perhaps a couple of meals for my fat ass. Yeah. So sister, testify. <laughs> bring on the cellulite, baby. No. <laughs> Guys, when I tell you, did you see episode 66 everyone? I'm just gonna throw it out there. Yeah. Like this is a good intro. We should just start Perfect. right here. <laughs> Hallelujah! No, fifty-six <laughs> guys. All right, we are joined today by Star San, and we are just gonna oh jump God, right so into funny. this I'm shit. Up. Yeah, Brett's already laughing. <laughs> this is gonna be a funny one. This is gonna be a funny one. Cassandra, thanks for. Why do you think I went without the lipstick? I didn't need no lipstick teeth. I knew we'd be smiling a lot. Lipstick for us. But thanks for joining us again. We appreciate it. Listen, you're my boys. I was ready. I told you, anytime you want me on, I'm more than happy to. It's just, you happen to pick the emotional month, but I'm still ready for it. Well, this is the death anniversary month. On top of this, oh. are you ready? My brother's birthday. My father's birthday. Okay. My father's mother's birthday. Okay. My birthday. Okay. My aunt's birthday. Oh my God, so the anniversary of my mother's funeral. Oh my and my mother's death anniversary. Why is that all in June? Is that all? This I don't know. Apparently, my family's breeding season is November and October. Mm. So September to October, we're uh, mating like rabbits, <laughs> and we are producing. Like, the one time I got pregnant, uh, that that I had like everything, like I've, I've every three, all three miscarriages, I had a um, a set way I could find out how far along I was. But the first time. It was gonna be in June. Hmm. So I was like, "Are you serious?" Oh. That's how I knew I was pregnant because it's the only way it could manage. Right. It had to be another June child. Speaking of that, pregnancies and miscarriages. This is actually a mm -hmm. perfect segue into a first topic and one of the topics that I did want to discuss with you, which was um, surrogacy. There's been a lot of controversy over this. Um, and you and I had a long talk about yeah, it. Yeah, we had a talk about it. This was around a couple months ago when Dave Rubin's thing happened and he announced his baby with his husband. And his babies, plural. Babies. <laughs> a lot of brouhaha, you know, a lot of conservatives railing against it. And then just, it was it was definitely an interesting conversation that resulted from the news. And, you know, I started seeing a lot of talk about people who not only are against surrogacy with gay couples, but like we're against the practice in general. And... You know, which is crazy. Which is crazy, but I heard some. But you don't know why it's crazy. One I got suggested surrogacy all the time. One of the arguments I was hearing is that, well, isn't surrogacy the buying and selling of people? And what what is your response to that? What do you think? You know, because in a, in a technical sense, it is. But, but so is adoption not, at that point. So is adoption at that's that true. point. That's true. This is very true. And you know. That's another point too, is people will also say, well, why do you have to do surrogacy? Why can't you just adopt? There's plenty of kids who are already out there that oh, need families. And I get that. And I have, yeah. I feel like more abuse is actually going to be more prone to happen in the adoption system, which was one of the points I brought up to you when we were talking about this is, it is. you know, if, if a predator is going to abuse a system of say buying and selling kids, aren't they going to be more likely to abuse a system in which they can say select the age category or group that they are into preying upon than to go through the whole surrogacy process, wait for the kid to grow up, you know, that whole shtick. So I have a whole thing on this. To begin with, how many times, if you guys see the crime watchers on Instagram, how many times are we seeing the same things? A father 
R-A-P-E-D, their child. K-I-L-L-E-D, because I know that YouTube will fight us if we say these words. Um, This happens all the time. Parents that uh, endgame their children that... uh, I know, never mind. I was going to say a very crude, joking way of saying it, but either way, um, uh, let's just say maritals with their children. uh, Sometimes producing children themselves out of these marital issues. And... um, so a predator is going to be a predator, whether or not they have access to a child that's in a system or a child that they, it, it can happen at any time. It's like saying uh, in any other situation, oh, well, you'd never see this do that. Like when they say there's no way a trans person could be evil or, excuse me, there's no way a woman could could attack or hurt a man. Like, you know, all these ridiculous things. The problem with I have with it is that one, you're not stealing a child. When I made my video, it was not one of my more popular ones, but I know both of you saw it. Both of you saw how emotional I got. That was why I reached out to you, because I did get it. I understood where you were coming from, but not from the position of a woman who's infertile, but just from the position of a gay man who does not have any desire to sleep with a woman. Right. Thirties, don't have kids. Default infertile. Cut default. Right. <laughs> but and that's I, like, what's the problem with it? Like to be at a certain age and to want a family and to look at people with families and to just kind of feel that void and that that emptiness and that I read that. Resonates. And women feel it more. I feel. I feel like we as a species, the they females. Do. I oh, yeah. I know that there are many people in Matt Walsh's uh, video that don't believe there are women, but I promised you, <laughs> the ones that are born like me. Um, you feel it. You feel that biological urge. And some women rail against it. There's an artist on Webtoon that specifically made sure her character ended up infertile because she hated the idea of a character ending up married and with children as a happy ending so much. She wanted it written into a story. And she vehemently despises the idea of of a happy ending being a family. And which I found hilarious because that just speaks to a. Mm. Anyways, something going on. Um, she did not go on and on about that. <laughs> like, there are women, it, even if you don't want to hear it, it, we are baby makers. A lot of women don't want to hear that. Yeah. Whether like it or not, nature they, and God, they, they feel like it's that way. They feel like they're being reduced to just the maker of babies. But, but the thing I, is, at I, that I, point, they I reduce men to a penis all the time. That's true. But I also hate that way of looking at it like why does it have to be you're reduced to that like making a baby is like a, a an amazing crazy thing it's like it's like right. a superpower almost like that you can do that there are women i know that loved just being pregnant yeah. and actually many of them were in my comments on that video hmm. so like i knew there was one woman in my comments who had been a surrogate 15 times Interesting. 15 times completely voluntary she just loved being pregnant and getting the money that's what she liked after when she was done and that's the thing they sit there and they act like these women from other countries do you know how expensive it is to go to the other country to ship that woman over here and get all that done to get the genetic testing done no one everyone that was against the surrogacy number one it's bullshit because for years when i was infertile before all that came out do you know how many christians and other people suggested to me to get surrogacy happened all the time. Hmm. People will constantly be like, why don't you get a surrogate? Why don't you? And the thing is, they don't realize IVF and surrogacy are nearly identical. It's just 
either it's your own womb doing the holding or it's someone else's. And the only difference is when you put your baby, which could genetically be not connected to the mother at all, okay? That's the thing. That mother could be completely disconnected except for being the holder. Yeah. She could not have any genetic makeup to that child. And that's what I got a big kick out of. Many times surrogates come from different genetic lines than the mothers. Yes, the mother may provide the egg, but the thing is, again, she is voluntarily donating that. There is an entire contract involved. And they're sitting there saying this is uh, human trafficking. You're talking about a rare, small minority of the women. Is it wrong if it happens? Absolutely. But now you're condemning an entire practice because we have a couple of them. And then one person said, well, my sister's uh, cousin's girlfriend felt she was emotionally manipulated into it. Was a gun held to her head? I mean, at no point during the entire process, which is months, months and months long, so it's a long she didn't time. say no. You have a long time to change your mind, that's for sure. Oh, God, yeah. Because how it works is you have to you have to abstain from sex for up to three months before you even get the trigger shot. Because here's how the process has to happen. The man has to provide healthy enough sperm that goes to the genetic testing that gets medically scrubbed. And then you have to get the egg, which you have to go through the trigger shot for, which takes at least a solid month. Then after that, it has to go through the genetic testing as well. And trigger shots can release up to 10, 20, 30 eggs. So now they've got to take all of these eggs, right? They've got to genetically test all of them. They've got to genetically test all of the sperm. So they got to see for any morphology. They got to see for any defects. They got to see for any diseases. Because if you're going to pay twenty-five to forty thousand dollars for a baby, you want the best chance you can. And here's the problem that a lot of folks get. So now you've got about twenty-five healthy zygotes, okay? But those zygotes are not uh, um, promised either. So now that's why you get a lot of multiples with IVF and surrogacy. Because if you're going to do this, you're going to do the maximize. They want to maximize. maximize. Yeah. So they're going to put, I think the maximum you can put in is eight zygotes, which is foolish. Uh, I think in America, they maximize it at five. (laughs) And so the zygote to get there takes three weeks. So now you're looking at, that's a three month period. So from start to zygote stage, you're talking a three month period of all this getting done. That's a okay. lot of time to think about whether or not you really want to continue and go through Exactly. It. Now, once they put the baby in, guess what? There's no guarantee that baby is going to live. Yeah. None. You could go through that entire expensive process and nothing could happen. Here's the worst part of all. If you didn't get enough zygotes on the first try, you've got to do all of it over again and pay for all of that all what? over again. That's crazy. Not only that, but you have to pay for the surrogate. So not only do you have to give her a financial uh, benefit to it, could be anywhere from twenty dollars to $70,000. That's first off. On top of that, you have to cover her travel, her her uh, wherever she stays. You have to cover her loss of time. So if she has to be out of work for any reason, you've got to pay for that. If she needs reconstructive surgery, you've got to pay for that. All these things that go into it, and you're sitting there telling me they're the victim? Fuck you. <laughs> Not you. <laughs> I think my my big problem is that it's like what you said. You're, you're basically paying for a baby. You're sort of like... 
Yeah. Oh, and there's the puppy. It's not me. It's not me. Yay, puppies. I'm just grateful it's not me having that happen. Usually it's, it's me, and I'm like, shut up. So we have three dogs here now. Brent's sister's visiting, and there are two dogs. Oh. Here, so yeah, I can't have a third. Orion will kill it. He's too reactive. <laughs> too reactive. Raid's been he really okay. is. But every time you know someone comes in and out, they're just they're the guard dogs, the little ones, yeah. the loudest. But you're saying, Brent, no. So the only thing that it's that you're paying for a custom-built sort of life, and morally, ethically, like I think that's an interesting question. It's like, yes, you we can do it. It like brings me to like Jurassic Park. It's like just because we can do something doesn't mean we should. And then you you brought up the interesting point is they have to load up multiple zygotes into that lady. It's like, well, if you only want one, I mean, how often? I I don't know. I really that much about it, but I'm wondering like how often they. I guess maybe that often they only get one viable one because people people don't really understand either. That Many times it's only one. Many times. Typically, start tinkering with biological material, uh, especially like you know gametes. They're sensitive, like, and they can very easily just fall apart, like in a petri dish or you know. During- Which they do. Right. So that's why they have to inject so many. Well, but- they and the thing is, they don't in, like I, I, when you say like um, bioengineering. They don't do anything but make sure that there's no like defects in the sperm or the egg. Beyond Forget. that, they're legally not allowed to. We could technically, technically, there's we could. I think that they're they've already been doing this kind of mm. stuff in China. They've been uh, selected- in China, not here. I know that they they've talked about it, but they, they can't do lots of things in China here. that they can't do legally here, yeah. which is kind of exactly. wonderful. Speaking it's of technically not legal in China either. They just pretend they don't know. Right. Exactly. CCP. Mm-hmm. There's no war in Boston, say. <laughs> so, <laughs> I think I think Brent does have a point, and there's definitely moral questions to be asked, regardless, you know, about the buying and selling. You know, like, if we think about Dave Rubin and his husband for a minute, like if they weren't able, if if surrogacy wasn't an option for them for whatever reason, you know, they probably would have adopted kids, right? And they might have adopted. Well, it's potential, sure. Um, but like, there's so the thing is, adoption comes with a lot of problems. It, Sorry, it, Trump, go ahead. That's it true. It's true. But I, for me, like the way that I think about it, it's the same way. Like it's it's kind of a, a really glib comparison. But the way is the way I thought about when I got my dog. Like I was like, there's so many rescue dogs out there. Like I kind of feel like a responsibility to rescue as opposed to you know go to a breeder and get like you know like the perfect one. Um, and I could actually argue back on this that I actually have two instances of why there are many people who will still want to go to a breeder. So a lot of times with the rescue, as someone who works at rescue, there are many shelters who will lie about the dog. They'll say, oh no, this dog was never abused. Oh no, this dog is perfectly fine. Yes, it's been tested with children. And then you get a report later that a dog mauled a child. And because it was a beaten dog or the dog's never been tested with children or it's, you know, things like that. And I have a story about a friend, wonderful woman desperately wanted to be a mother went and adopted this little boy and the state lied to her about everything about this child the child oh has severe, severe violent issues he has threatened to kill her he oh has held God. a knife to her he wow. hates her and yeah. she has been begging the state for help once she signed the adoption papers they dropped her like a bad habit. Oh my God. And so that's the thing. I have heard, multi- I have seen good stories and I've seen bad stories. So I, have and the bad, thing is, I have a bad story with pets. Um, so there you when, go. 
when we lost our first dog, I was around 15, 16, we tried to get another dog immediately. Um, we did end up getting a cat because this dog that we did adopt did not work out. Um, he was like a golden retriever mix. His name was Buddy. Lovely dog. I mean, he was cute, but he was just so wild. And they did not tell us how wild this dog was and he wasn't a small dog but he could jump and he was jumping onto things he made it from the sink to the top of the refrigerator <laughs> and now you know why they didn't tell you because i guarantee he had been returned on top of the fridge and i'm not talking about a small dog i'm talking about like a dog that's mixed with a golden retriever like this is like a, a medium to large sized dog and we had to take him back we felt terrible but we tried everything to try to get him to we were just like we can't do this it's too much for us and then we got our first cat and <laughs> then we got another cat Cats and another much, and then eventually we got better. another it's like potato chips you really like yeah. i say more than dogs like i could have 40 cats in this house and they wouldn't equate to even half the effort it takes to raise orion oh, yeah. but yeah. that being said i don't have 40 cats people before anyone says anything. <laughs> so, um like, I knew she was a cat lady <clears throat> i know it. years <laughs> but no like and this is actually a problem before we continue on with the the surrogacy and adoption stuff this is actually a big problem with rescues because a lot of times you'll go to shelters and depending on what town or state it's in, they really don't give a shit where the dog goes to as long as it gets out of their hands and they don't have to deal with anything. Certain towns get bump backs for euthanizing animals. Certain towns don't. Um, the ones that get bump backs, you'll notice they euthanize a lot more. And um, what the biggest problem I have is, is that folks really haven't understood that it truly is every dog is not for every person. I have friends that I know point blank do not belong owning any dog. They keep getting dogs and then keep giving them up yeah. because they can't handle them. And then there's people who belong with certain kinds of dogs. And then there's working class dogs. And everything, like, you know, with cats, it's a little different. Except for the atrocities that is the wild hybrids, cats, for the most part, all pretty much act the same. You know what you're getting with a cat. Except for age-wise. If you get a kitten, you know what you're getting. You're getting an elderly cat, you know what you're getting. But it's all generally the same. With dogs, because we bred them over thousands of years for different purposes, I stories like yours, Dan, it's really sad how frequent they are. Um, and that's why the shelters are so full, because people will see a famous movie. And they will see a husky, for instance, in this movie. And they're like, oh, I want a husky just like that. And they don't realize huskies require eight hours of hard work every day. Huskies are – they can be very violent. They can be very vocal. And they can be very destructive. Huskies are wonderful dogs if you know how to raise them. Yeah. If you are not the right house – but, again, this is what happens. You know, people sit there and they say, oh, well, pit bulls are always the one biting people. Pitbulls are also the number two dog in America. The number one is the lab. Number two is the pitbull. Number three is the chihuahua. Those are the three dogs everyone interacts with. Number one dog to bite is a lab. Number one dog that is getting confused for a pitbull is a lab. Huh. And so, it, you know, when you look at all these numbers and combine them, there's a lot of things that go into it. And it's just, it gets very frustrating. And especially now that we're in kitten season, although, knock on wood, this has been a very, very pleasant kitten season so far. Only Sinbad has come into my porch, and I'm I'm hoping that's it for the season. Your girl wants a break. <laughs> I nearly had double-digit kittens last year. Oh, my God. 
Yeah, and that's what really sets me back when I'm when I'm paying for extra kitten food and and puppy food. You have no idea how it because like I have three extra litter boxes and four extra bowls to feed, rather than the one thing that I space out for all my cats. And it's just it, it's expensive. Donate to the cats. That ass needs money for her cats. Donate, donate to the cats. <laughs> donate to Star Sand Cellulite. But, it, going back to the the buying, I I get yeah. What's your Patreon again? Oh, um, my Patreon is just Starson. Star I I've been very lucky that I've had a very good luck catching my name almost everywhere. No one has. Um, yeah, it's good. It's only one or two that I haven't, but I've uh, since the dawn of of true social media, I've been Starson. So I've been very lucky. But no, um, I, I understand how some folks see it as buying and selling. But the problem is if you go to any private adoption agency that is more specific to like your family, where they're going to say, okay, we understand you can't handle kids that are very loud or very violent, you know, because when you go into the, and I'm not trying to make them sound like they're like lost puppies or anything, but one, a, a child in the adoption system should never be your B plan. That should be what you want to do. That's a right. good point. You should, you should be your first choice because I feel if you're, genetic coding was like, I really want to make my own kid. And you end up not being able to make your own kid. You can end up being really resentful to the, uh, the, the second choice you had to take. Yes. Well, you're not my own kid, but at least I have a kid. Right. And, yeah. and whether we like, excuse me, whether we like it or not, people are petty mm -hmm. and you can't sometimes handle how you react to things, especially if you don't understand that you're reacting that way. Yeah, and, th and then the kids going to pick up on that too, you know, growing oh, up. Oh, and they do. Eventually, I, I, oh, well, I was just your plan B, wasn't I? And that's, and that's the thing. Like, there's some people who don't want to tell people, hi, Greta, who don't want to tell people, you know, uh, they don't want to tell their kids you were adopted, which I think is horrible. Tell the kid. Let them know. Um, tell them frequent and tell them early so that way they understand they were chosen they're loved but that's the thing a lot of times if if the story is well we tried and tried for ivf and when we couldn't then we adopted that is literally telling a child you were plan b <laughs> like that's that's literally telling the kid and the thing is if you go through the state there are there are areas in this country where they are overrun with children and they don't know what to do with them and they are in uh foster care that does abuse them. So then you get these kids and these kids, you know, just, and again, I hate to make the comparison, but it is true. It's just like an abused pet. They don't know that they can trust you. They're coming into another home of somebody who seems nice. Sure. You get your own room, but how long until the mask slips? So now you've got a kid that's testing you at every length. Sometimes they're stealing from you because they're trying, they want to set you up for failure because that's all they know. There are kids, I have friends that do this to their fellow friends. They are waiting for you to slip up because they're so used to, that's, that's their comfort zone. They don't understand the kindness. They don't understand that there could be good people. The only thing they understand is abuse. And, and so they will push you to be that way in any shape or form. It's like they're expecting the abandonment to the point where they want to give. They're going to make it happen. Give you a reason to do it. And then it becomes like a sort of self-fulfilling prophecy. But, you know, when you look at where a lot of these kids probably came from, it's 
you can't blame them for it makes sense it makes total sense you know especially if if you know they're the type of kid who does end up going from from home to home or foster family to foster family it's eventually i imagine you would just get very used to not trusting people or just you getting very used to people only being around for a short period of time and then just expecting that you're going to let them go. So kids like that, they're, they're going to have trouble bonding and attaching to anyone. I only have two perfect animals in this household. She's one of them. She's one and of them. Greta and Daisy. Oh, oh, Greta is... Greta is, is very pretty. Oh, she's cuddly. If anybody got puppies like Greta everyone would have puppies probably <laughs> there would be a thousand more dog owners a day if everyone got puppies like orion every shelter would be full of dogs every day and they'd be overflowing they'd be she overflowing. is the perfect animal and daisy is my perfect cat i swear to god they're the they're the best what greta what you want to do she's what? a sweet looking girl oh she is a mama's girl huh show the permanent sad face big brown eyes Look at this permanent missing. Oh, yeah. The little bunum. And here comes the jealous child. She's like, you can't, you can't. Oh, what what about me? Day. What about me? Don't I get touched? Uh, yeah, this is exactly what he's doing. Hold on, Greta, go see daddy. He's like, don't I get touched? Ryan, come here. Hey, hop up. Yeah, yeah Brent and I, we are definitely animal people. We, we love oh, cats. Big we, love, we love dogs and cats. Brent is the more dog person. I am the more cat person. For sure. Everyone that meets Orion loves him. I know you want the coffee. See, I let him I let him lick my coffee cups when I'm done with them. Just because he, be, he has become obsessed with coffee. Really? But not today. Oh, he loves it. Huh. I've never he, met any pet so who wanted my coffee. Orion loves everything. As long as he's allowed to have it, that's the problem. All right, can you can you stop being a distraction now? Go All right, I'm gonna, Go. we're gonna transition again, and I want it. To, we're topic fluid here. We're topic fluid. <sighs> we're, we're, we're we are talk. so inclusive here on Pride. We're inclusive. Speaking of inclusivity and all that stuff. Oh no. Let's go back. I think I know what we're going to. Let's go back into the body positivity stuff because th this is, it's it's not going away. Um. Also, you mentioned recently you started getting your first like dedicated tutor. So that I want to know, ask it was so about nice. that as well. And is that related to talking about the body positivity subject? And what sparked that? Why is this? Why are you being targeted now? And do you expect more of it? <laughs> it was TikTok. TikTok. So. <laughs> it. I, it, of course, it would have to be on there. So I will say all the major players in the body positivity movement, they don't even bother talking. And I think, honestly, it's because I'm fat. I think if I was thin, they would have made some hate video for me. Probably. But because I'm fat, it will look not as good if they come at me. Because I'm not only a fat, I'm an infinifat. I'm an so <laughs> I have the jiggle. I have a jiggle. And, and that's – it's the thing because – um. I, I, I don't know if you'll be able to insert it if you guys are going to go back and edit it, but I can send you the videos um, of this girl. She came onto my TikTok. I uh, did a short, quick blip of the um, the obesity paradox. Did you guys watch that one I posted of the obesity paradox? There's one tiny fruit fly. won't leave me the fuck alone. Um, <laughs> and I know I'm looking crazy, but I promise it's just this fruit fly. <laughs> I don't think we have seen that one. Okay, so a couple weeks ago, I uploaded the obesity paradox. What the obesity paradox was, and see, I saw it on someone else's video. It was 
one of my followers, Taylor, beautiful singing voice. She's on Instagram. She started doing some body positivity videos uh, because she followed me because of Michelle McDaniel, who is one of the reasons I started doing these videos in the first place. If you guys have not seen her, I recommend to everybody out there. My thoughts will probably offend you. I fucking love her. And I actually, I, think I don't I'm like to talk about it too much. I think I'm following huh? her IG because I think I saw you tagged her on something. And Yes, it doesn't let me tag her anymore on anything. Um, IG's been mad at me lately. Uh. But here's what I will tell you. I actually talk to her fairly often now. She is one of the most genuinely sweet people. I love Michelle. And um, as a matter of fact, uh, on Mother's Day, she made me cry. <laughs> She sent me this beautiful little message just saying, I know you're having a hard day today and I hope you're okay. And here's a picture of my dogs to make you feel better. And it was just, I, I was, I thought I'd gotten all my crying done that day. And then she sent me that and I'm sitting in the middle of the room and I'm like, what now? What? Oh, it's exactly. He's like, what's wrong? I'm like, I was just like, it, I, I apparently come off as very not emotional to most people, even my close friends. Uh, most of them have never seen me cry. And so my husband's the only one that knows that I sob like that. And you get me in the right moment, I'm gone. And she caught me just the right moment. And I was like, <laughs> but anyways, so what was I saying? I went off on an ADHD tour. Um, TikTok. Both yes, both. thank you. So the... I found out through that little chain of people, there was a TikToker saying how the medical the medical community conveniently says the obesity paradox just can't be explained instead of acknowledging that obesity is good. I'm like, okay, I'll bite because you know <laughs> the medical right. <laughs> um, the medical uh, community does have a habit of burying things that are inconvenient for them. Sure, why not? Let's go see. No, never. I looked it up. <laughs> right. And so I went and I looked it up, boys. And guess what? What? Uh, it's been studied. It has not been ignored. It was studied with over 10 million participants over 25 years. With It's one of the largest combined studies over of weight in the world. And what they found out was the obesity paradox did not take into account if you had pre-existing conditions, if you had illnesses that caused weight loss, um, if you uh, over over five years of your weight loss, all these different things. They because the obesity paradox claimed people that were overweight had a better chance of surviving a heart attack than people who were thin. Without taking into account that the people that were thin might have been heavy smokers, heavy drinkers. They might have eaten bacon fat every day. They didn't take any of that into account. Poorly they didn't take into the dietary, the, none of that. And not only that, but what I love is they're talking about the obesity paradox as if it's talking about people like me. And I'm like, um, no, it literally was if you were 10 to 15 pounds overweight. Yeah. But here's the thing. If you're overweight, you have a higher chance of getting a heart attack. Bingo. So, and, and so when I made that, I literally just made a quick one, two minute blip about it. And this girl came on, it's like 30 some odd messages. And then she, after a while, mind you, she said she was having a civil conversation. No, she was being catty. And you guys know me well enough by now. 
Um, Cat. Don't give me a chance to be catty. I'm gonna be catty. I mean, catty you're just speaking her language, girl. Thank you. So I came back in kind. She didn't like it. Claimed she tried to make another comment. It wouldn't let her. So then she made a video, and all she essentially said three times was, "You can't be fat phobic. You're not just because you're fat doesn't mean you can be fat phobic." Because what I I have some screenshots of the comments, and I essentially told her. She couldn't talk to me because of her small fat privilege. I was an infinifat. So my cellulite was superior. And she didn't like that. She, didn't, she also didn't realize I was being a total smart ass. Right. And um, she thought I was being serious. Of course. Of course. So that shows the mental capacity. Right. And um, <laughs> then she went off in this whole tirade about how fat people have to stick together. And, and so before she could block me... I saw the video up. I made a response video, and a and I it's it's the one of the ones I posted re YouTube recently, and pretty much I told her just because we're both fat doesn't mean we're part of a tribe. I don't give a shit if you don't like that I'm saying mean things, and uh, get over yourself and stop acting like the world has to cater to you. And she made two more response videos. Nice. And in all the videos, she encouraged people to come to my page and state their opinions, but not harass me. <laughs> and she, only two more people came. One other person uh, that's actually being actually civil, I think I might respond to. Uh, they left me like five or six messages in a row Whoa. with clear cut statements of what they wanted to know. Wow. And they said, generally, the last me message they sent on the comments was, I believe uh, uh, discussion over discourse really opens up minds for everyone. Now that I will answer to, because that means you want to know where I'm coming from. But if your only words to me are, that's fat phobic, you can't say that, that's fat phobic. And literally that's all you've got? Bitch, that ain't nothing but your emotions. And I don't give a shit about them. And what was hilarious is it. <laughs> Leon said, I, was becoming what I don't like. But I was annoyed because then what she did was she reported half my videos. Oh, come oh on. God. See, and she claims it wasn't her, but who else would right after she posted those report my videos? I had like four videos reported and TikTok, when you report anything, they take them down immediately. Right. Yeah. And then you've got to appeal them and all that jazz. Everything but one, which was the original response video I sent to her. Uh, got taken down, but then when I reposted it, they left that one up. So go figure. Um, yeah, I went back. They don't. And I was lose arguments. <laughs> no. So what I did was I made a second TikTok. I went and I commented on all the videos about me, and then I reported all. Of them. Bam. And I was like, I know I was being petty. I'm not saying it was right, but I am saying it felt good. Oh, and wow. <laughs> you're speaking her and, language, girl. That's I, right. When they, when this is what they do, like, what else do you do? I mean, it's, they're just always looking to ways to, you know, if they can't beat you in conversation and earn your complicity through that, they have to, you know, silence you. They have to take you down. And right. that's, I've so been I'm actually doing a video about her for my patrons. Do it. So let me pass it by you guys as a matter of fact. Let me see if you like this idea. 
it is hot but so yeah we'll see that's why i have the ac it's 98 degrees here today oh, we don't have one like in this room yeah we kind of so, had to like downsize a while ago so we have like one on in there and one on in there so i opened the doors so just yeah let the cross breeze come in like damn listen new york may not be north carolina but for fuck's sake guys i'd be dying you're in like a high rise what the hell and it's <laughs> not a high rise fifth floor, fifth floor. it's, a it's, a, it's okay. a, actually the building is quite old fifth floor do you understand what that is to me i'm hearing yeah. heat rises boys it okay. does rises. yes, true. yes it's, it's... but you know um uh i i came up with a new idea because I feel bad. My patrons, they've been so kind to me. I've lost a couple, most of them to financial issues. One of them definitely because of my politics. Um, Already? But, did they know that coming into yeah. it? Like, how did they and not you know? You thought. Like, you thought, but no. She definitely didn't know because, and I, and I messaged her. I was like, listen, I'm sorry to see you go, but thank you for supporting me. She then made sure to leave the Discord as well. And I was like, oh. Was this over being, like, someone who voted for Trump? Is this over? I think that so. Was it? Yeah. I think so. It's one. It's around the time I made the videos that included Steven Crowder stuff. Okay. And oh, see, cool. did you guys just see the fly? The fly's fucking with me. I swear to God. Um, <laughs> but anyways, I saw um, the video you did with that Steven Crowder stuff. Actually, let's talk about that really quick because that that segment he did. Was cool. very... Wait, hold on. Let me get this out there, and then because I, I do want to talk about that. Yes, I'm gonna ask you to talk about that. Um, uh, I'm gonna do something called a uh, patron petty party, okay. where I'm gonna just go off and be petty about something and i've got like five videos i got one about fresh and fit i have one about uh that girl that made the videos about me i'm going to include the videos on it i'm gonna have uh one about uh fresh about who else. are they those are they those like relationship advice bros from miami fresh. Yes. okay and i love real femme sapien but she she apparently credits them with her life i'm like girl no you're better than them stop <laughs> no don't credit them Never Those boys ain't that. nothing. I've but only, anyways, I've, I've never seen their content. I'm not. I love. If you guys online. haven't seen her, she just exploded online. Real Femme Sapiens. She was one of the first people to interview me besides you guys. Real Femme Sapien. I love that. Real Femme Sapien. And when she interviewed me, she only had 2,000 subscribers. Well, she went viral last month because she had uh, gone to, I think, the Turning Point USA Women's Conference. And what her viral moment was, she said, she loved her husband, and she believed that a wife should be uh, uh, be obedient to her husband. Mm -hmm. And people misinterpreted what that means. Mm -hmm. But either way, it went viral. People went insane. She now has 24,000 subscribers. And we love that for her. <laughs> yes. And so, um, but yeah, if you guys haven't seen her, go see her. Allie Drummond. Drummond? Yes, that's my girl. And she's so funny. And uh, I love her. I, I, I think she's she's got such attitude. But let me tell you something. Fresh and fit. Oh, she's pretty, too. She's, she's been on their chat. She's been on their show. Mm -hmm. Like, she's been in the, the studio. And I was like, I understand you like them. I said, but also, you're hot. Mm. And uh, they're going to be nice to hot girls. Oops, sorry. <laughs> but, <laughs> but anyway, so... <laughs> I, I wanted to ask you guys opinions. What do you think about the petty part? You think it's too much? Think it's good? I think it's good. Like, like the idea? I, I I personally don't like to like wade into like drama tube territory, but it's popular and I think you've got the perfect amount of sass for it. And <laughs> I love your opinions. So I think you should do it. Well, because that's I already recorded them and it's a. Uh, because like people wanted me to do just on Marissa oh. shit Marissa says. So that's I did a, a upload about that. 
Yeah. Huh? Oh, so are you going to make them patron only? Is that it? They're patron only. And okay. what I'm going to do is I'm going to um, post just a clip on my YouTube and on my TikTok. Yes. So you get an idea of what I'm going to do. But if you want to yes. watch the whole thing, pay for it. On patron. Yes. So that's really? my hope. I have about five sitting in the wings and I just came up with them being the patron petty party. And I was going to do, my husband said, it's just the right amount of lame. I was going to sing patron petty party. And he's like, ah, uh, that's definitely you. I'm like, but is it cringe? He goes, it's cringe, but it's you. And I was like, but is it deliberately cringe? That's my question. Is that like, when you hear that, are you like, Ugh. cause you guys like me. So you'll be honest if you don't like it. But I think, no, just, I think it's fine. I think it depends on intro? the intention. Are you trying to be cringe? Because if you're trying to be cringe, then it's fine. <laughs> if it's cringe without you trying to be cringe, there's something wrong there. I can't tell if what I'm trying to be. I just thought it'd be kind of funny. But I might just be like, da, 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 and have it like just be like, and the intro, I'm not sure. I'm still playing around with the idea. I might throw whatever, you guys some screenshots afterwards. Whatever will piss the most people off, do that. Oh, God, it's all... <laughs> I identify so I, I, wanted, I, wanted, I wanted to talk about the the Stephen Crowder um incident. Um so actually Brent, you should pull this up because it's too it? funny. So Steven Crowder dressed up like a woman, correct? And he went to be interviewed. Is is this correct? You want to explain so, exactly what he did? So what he did was he wanted to show how much fat studies was bullshit. This was right around the time before Cat Paws A passed away, uh, which by the way, the fat community, if they wanna be one, you know, they're remarkably silent on. So Cat Paws A was leading, cause in New Zealand, in one of the, um, I still forget what the hell the college is called. They host a fat conference every year, so but random. due to COVID, they couldn't have it in person. So they had a digital conference, okay? So when they had the digital conference, he wanted to see if he could get into it. So he created an entire persona. He made up fake academics for it, everything. He thought he was being ridiculous. And he wrote this, uh, um, I forget what exactly it's called, but either way, it was like an article about why being overweight during the Trump era was protection against Trumpsters and how, it was hilarious, guys. And so when um, he made it, he didn't think they would take it seriously because he was trying to be as academically smart-ass as possible. Well, not only did they take it seriously, they loved it and ate it up so much that he got asked to be a speaker as Cat Blase for the event. And they did not know it was Crowder. <laughs> he was in drag. Sure. Like, when I did... It's literally, you've got to see the video, bro. So is I it the Why So Bopo one? No. Uh, let me double check. Because if you see Steven Crowder's face on the on the thumbnail, it's the right one. Okay, yeah, he's on there. He's on the thumbnail. Yep, then that's it. There's the clip somewhere in there. I think it was like April, right? He put this out. God, yeah, I think so. Yeah. And when I tell you guys. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh. <laughs> if you can fast forward to the part. Yeah, it's right here. It's right yeah, here. Yeah. Okay. Hold on. Oh, uh, click. <laughs> yeah. Watch this. It's so good. Like transforming into a lady. I made sure to add that because it was Sorry, just so hilarious. This is comedic 
gold. Oh, this and is then we got Cass talking. Satirical, comedic. There gold. she is. Look, oh. at, look at him. Look at him. <laughs> you would never know. You would never know. You would I, never know. You would I never would, know. I was cracking up when I saw this. That's line. really, and, I, that's like Mrs. Doubtfire level drag. And, and listen to how he talks. Oh, hold on. I got to unmute. Um, oh, this is pause. rich. This is rich. You gotta hear his voice. It's yeah. Massey University. So good. Listen, I am an activist based out of Austin, Texas, uh, specifically working with the non-binary and fat community uh, to help uh, increase presence of intersectional and non-binary people with uh, such events in Austin as a uh, <laughs> our lives. Uh, most recently, the global climate strikes. Uh, my preferred pronouns are she and her. And uh, my paper, Embracing Fatness as Self-Care in the Era of Donald Trump, um, is something I'm thrilled to be presenting at the New Zealand Fat Studies uh, Conference oh 2020. Because of our current leader's bigotry, fatness, I will argue, acts as a distancing mechanism from the president, uh, as well as his supporters, producing both physical and ideological space that can insulate the individual from wow. um, intolerant, bigoted, or violent ideology. He's mastered the <laughs> lingo. Wow. How he did really... he do all of that with a straight face? I, listen, he must have practiced that. He's, he's got a gift. When a gift. I tell you, when I saw that, and people were so mad at him. So mad. And I, love, I loved every second of it. But that video got me in trouble. Because people were like, Starson, I understand you have a message, and while he may have done a good job on this, you have to understand that Steven Crowder has a history of homophobia and racism oh, and xenophobia. And I'm like, here's the problem. Steven Crowder, literally, if you pay the fuck attention to anything, he's doing it on purpose. He wants That's to cool. show you how ridiculous you guys are. He's a comedian. How is that not obvious? And they prove his point when they react. You. They react. You know, they prove his point. Exactly. It's when I tell you. Mm, and so I enjoy Steven. Do I think he's a little much sometimes? Of course. What's crazy is him and I are the same age. I think we're like a month apart. Uh, I. It's weird to me when I see people. I don't know if it happens to you guys. When you see famous people, I don't know if it ever sits in your head. You think they're always automatically older than you. Yeah. Unless they're like kids in a movie i think we just want to believe the yeah, we don't want to think about ourselves and be like jordan peterson says never compare yourself to other people no he says compare yourself i just it always it's i don't know if we even get a baby face who knows i don't know the rule is compare yourself to who you were yesterday not to who someone else is today that is the rule. that's why i cut my hair because i didn't want to look like Hillary clinton with rainbow hair um Steve Crowder also had, he's got that old school YouTuber privilege, right? Like He does. He has like, that privilege. Cool. Like everybody who got on YouTube early was well, an was... early YouTube adopter before they got bought up by Google and had that, they had that that chance to have that open profile where the algorithm would suggest well, you. Well, YouTube did start, <sighs> didn't YouTube start targeting him though? Uh, yeah, YouTube well, yeah. hates him. Oh, they, yeah. they, Every they, time they, he ends his videos, when he goes to Mug Club, he goes piss off YouTube. <laughs> Because he hates them. Yeah. Oh, because they they can't they target him for things that other people like. They they literally kept blocking him because he was reading off the CDC. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Their own statements. Yeah. It's their absurd. own statements. It's absurd. Yeah, they, it was, um, 
any chance they get like, to censor lo him. Love him or hate him, you know, we shouldn't be supporting this sort of censorship that we're seeing of voices right. like his. And it's very clearly, you know, targeted toward any voice that is like more conservative in any way. It's, you don't even have to be a full-fledged conservative. It's the truth. But if you, you listen espouse, to the liberals, claim it's them. Yeah. yeah. But if you espouse any point of view that seems even just like a little sympathetic to a view that a conservative might hold, you're on the chopping block now. It it's seems. true. It's absolutely true. And, and I and I get a kick out when everyone's like, well, it's happening to liberals too. I'm like, show me. <laughs> I, I would love to see I'm, this. I'm sure there's a couple who, who make a joke and get caught up in the net and all that and it gets reported. And I'm sure it happens. But I'm not talking about jokes. I'm talking about people getting banned for stuff like simple no. stuff. Say, say, there's somebody no. who uh, posted a video called The Dark Age of YouTube, and out of nowhere, YouTube has, after years, apparently it's been on YouTube for a decade, YouTube just banned the video. Mm -hmm. And um, there's another channel that even though they know it got hacked, YouTube permanently shut down the channel. It had like 2 million subscribers. This was an entire uh, uh, business, yeah. and now it's gone. Yeah, it all and it all started with Alex Jones, you know. And again, love him or hate the guy. As soon as he got banned, that was set what that set the precedent for all that that had followed. And you know, the more people who cheered it on and stuff, it's like that's why it's gotten worse. One of the main main signs for me, and I've mentioned him on the show before, and I recommend him to everyone listening, is uh, when James Corbett got removed from YouTube. He did a show called The Corbett Report which really? I've been following for many years since like the Occupy Wall Street days. So like 2011, I think I started following Corbett. So over 10 years and in uh, 2021, I think was when they nuked him off YouTube. And he does very yeah. like traditional news, just kind of going over yeah. events. He gives dry analysis. Yes. He gives his opinion, but he he's gives very the clear facts, though. when he gives his opinion. You know, he's like a really, he's, he's a great, source of information yeah. he lives in japan he's american but he lives in japan but you know go check out james corbett go check out his documentaries about like the federal reserve and things like that 9 11. The problem. they don't he want anybody talking about that stuff yeah, yeah exactly and, you know and he he was talking about that stuff for years. years and like this was normal like you you could do that on youtube you know and it, it, it's just, i mean there's it, still flat earther videos on yeah YouTube. it's <laughs> like that that's allowed to stay that's but, fine yeah it's nuts it's not you so can believe the giant ice wall or you were on the back of a giant turtle that's cool right that's yeah. fine yeah it's absurd oh, but you know when he was removed i was like all right we really are in a sort of dark age now like we're we're starting to see a real true totalitarian creep oh, God, yeah. he knew it was gonna happen you know he was warning about it for a long time and telling everyone you know sign up for my email list because I'm probably not going to be here much longer. And lo and behold, it's just so sad that these are like, I wouldn't mind. Cause I think one of the only reasons YouTube is allowed to do that is because I have noticed over the last decade, we as a society, specifically here in America, we don't like to have to change anymore. We we're, once we get comfortable with something, we don't want to have to relearn anything. And uh, like with, Biden, I think the only reason Biden won is because everyone knew, oh, Joe Biden, and they thought Obama, because, you know, they just saw something that was comforting and Democratic familiar. They didn't want to have to stay with Trump, and they were, they were easily manipulated out of it because, you know, Republican bad, Democrat good. But everything, once we found out, uh, I was going over my Facebook the other day, there are posts I posted in 2011, 2012, of Obama getting caught doing treasonous things then. 
no one's done anything about it because, well, we've gotten so used to not prosecuting certain people because of their attributes. Mm-hmm. Let's just keep it up now, and we don't need to do that. You know, uh, Nancy Pelosi's husband uh, gets a DUI. Yep. yep. Two tears. Yeah, two tears of justice. Yep. Yep. They have exactly. a whole another yeah. set of rules that applies to them. Yeah. Brent and, and, I and with YouTube. Before, oh, sorry. Go ahead. Yeah. Brent and I were very critical of Obama during the Obama years, and we were definitely calling out all the stuff he was doing that we felt was. He wrong. liked to use Hellfire yeah. missiles from drones yeah. to blow up people. Yeah. Bomb the wedding. He, party. he killed yeah. plenty of families that were innocent, but we don't hear about that. <laughs> it was so um, bizarre too, because when I remember under George Bush, everybody was so mad about the use of drones to bomb people. And he then, was much more refined with them than Obama was. He expanded the program. He like he ended up killing like I think it was something like three or four times the number of people total that George W. Bush. Yeah, but they were woke. They were woke bombs. They were woke bombs. They were sent by an African American, our first African American president. <laughs> now it all makes sense. And no, but it's just like and, maybe and I feel with YouTube, it's the same thing because think about it. We have all these issues where. We've made Facebook the number one. We've made YouTube the number one. We made Twitter the number one. So now that we have to go to anything that's unfamiliar, uh, we don't. So much work. Like it's exactly what's and even as I'm saying this, I'm uh, thinking minds, locals, TikTok. Right. Uh, I've got I've got an ible because I fell into the yeah. uh, the thing with um, Blair White. She said join it. I was like, all right. So I made one. So I never go on it. Yeah. And, Which one? Join truth or. Say it again. Which one did Blair say to join? Ibble. So I'm on Ibble. Ibble. But, What's Ibble? And, and as a matter of fact, it's so new. So, right? So Ibble is so new. One of the creators made a response video to me saying, thank you for joining. That's how new <laughs> wow. Ibble is. Oh, damn, girl. You are popping. And right? How do you even spell and, that? Uh, I-B-B-L-E. I'm trying to get it up right now. Yeah. Let's see if it'll... Look, you know, the, the already established, so, you know, social media platforms, they just, oh, they dominate the, right in the amount of audience you can muster on those platforms. It's true. These other ones can't compete yet. And See? it's just, it's too inconvenient for people. Oh. As soon as you bring it up. Oh, yeah. So that's okay. Ibble. Ibble. Okay. Yeah. It looks very, looks it very looks Twittery. Like Twitter, yeah. It, yeah. It's, it, I will say the setup looks nice. But like for instance, so there was a new art uh, um, app that came out a couple of years ago called Artful, and Artful I joined it, but it was a pain in the ass to upload photos and videos, and after a while I just stopped going on, and I don't think anyone uses it now. I didn't know that Keek was still around. K I K, I thought it died with Vine. It's Never still there. Haven't heard of that one either. Keek, Keek came out like literally a month or two after Vine, like when Vine really okay. went big. Keek came out as like the new thing and a bunch of uh of influencers were like join Keek, you'll be one of the first on it. And I joined it. I haven't been on in like eight, nine years. Um <laughs> and it's just like Rumble, it's trying, but YouTube, if I wanna I was trying to do everything solely through Rumble, but one, I have no idea what kind of money I would get from them. Number two. I can't make private videos on Rumble. Like I can't sit there and say, "Hey, this is only for certain followers," or make it unlisted because that's what I wanted to do. I wanted to make like my patron exclusive ones. I wanted to keep them unlisted on Rumble and put the link yeah, on my Patreon right. there. Right. That's not how it works. So anybody that goes on my Rumble would have been able to see them. Mm. You can't stream on Rumble like you can on uh, YouTube. And so I tell them, 
you want to compete, you're going to have to, because I want to be able to diversify because while I do get a YouTube paycheck every month, I would like to be able to expand on some of the things that I say without the fear of losing that meager paycheck. Right. And it's just the stuff like that. I, I don't know, guys. I, in some ways, I see where we expand and it's great. You know, it's not just Yahoo or Gmail or MSN. There's multiple emails people go through. Great. But everyone, if you're not on Twitter, you're on Facebook. If you're not on Facebook, then you're on Instagram. And around and around we go. What else is anybody on? Yeah. Well, and that's the thing that we don't really appreciate about the technology. It's like for all the flaws, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and like, you know, uh, YouTube, they have the capital to have the best people working on these platforms to make the UIs efficient, to make them as bug oh, free and as, you know, user friendly as possible. Yeah. They and have they are. technology, they have the infrastructure, they have the infrastructure and it's good infrastructure. It really works well. <laughs> It's and just, I hate to compliment him, but it's true. It's, true. it's it's true, but there's just a bunch of totalitarian, blue-haired weirdos that are in charge of it that don't let you say things yeah. that you want to say because you know it's outside the Overton window or whatever. Well, that's why it got hilarious to me when they were bitching about Elon Musk owning anything, and I'm like, you right. had no problem when it was Zuckerberg. Yeah, so I was gonna, I was actually about to just bring him up. Um, so what's going I read your on? mind. That's what it is. What? What are? What, I read your updates? mind. That's we are on the same level. Same level. Same are there level. any updates on Elon? What is going on with the Twitter deal? Uh, so apparently there was a lie. Apparently Twitter misrepresented something. Yeah. So he might not be buying it anymore. But yeah, uh, I know he said. I think he said something along the lines of, "How much is it to buy YouTube?" <laughs> wow. Imagine. <laughs> imagine if. If I'll he, tell you buys, what, he, he don't need Twitter if he buys YouTube. If he buys YouTube, yeah, that'll change the game for That's sure. True. That that'll change everything. He buys because Twitter. I only reason I wanted him to buy Twitter is so that he bring back Trump, so I could see people. Not even because I want Trump oh, back on Twitter. That doesn't matter uh, to me. The the I want to see people upset. Yeah. That's all I wanted. Yeah, I wanted the chaos. That's all I wanted. The delicious Oh my God, the streaming would be heard around the world. Uh, but no, when it came to if he got, if Papa Elon bought YouTube, though. I mean, he tweeted, so he tweeted, he just tweeted, YouTube seems to be nonstop scam ads. That was what he tweeted <laughs> a few days that ago. That was on the 7th. Yeah. I don't he complained about that. And I think someone yeah. said, uh, so, someone posted Maybe. something about him potentially buying youtube and he just wrote like eyes yeah crowder and commented on that crowder was like you yeah. should definitely buy yeah, YouTube. elon should definitely buy let's buy youtube oh my god if, if elon bought youtube i would never leave the app right just because i i love how people sit there one of the things i love the most about the left is trying to figure out which way to put my shirt there we go okay um they hate billionaires mm. they hate them with a passion but they keep supporting billionaires. Mm -hmm. All the left uses Apple. All the left buys green energy stuff and Teslas. Ironic. They, they, it's the irony is palpable. And uh, I love watching them and their dichotomy. I have friends that say there's no reason anyone should be a billionaire, but they're the same people that believe they should have the freedom to be butterfly honey connect collectors <laughs> and dancing fields in, in loincloths. 
and get 20 billion tattoos. And, and, and when I tell you, they don't understand the laughability of what they say. I'm trying to figure out why am I, is that the way? Sorry, don't mind me. My ADHD is going to overdrive because I like things to look even. And it's not looking <laughs> even and it's bothering me. Yeah, I'm, I'm the <laughs> symmetry. I like symmetry. The symmetry. The symmetry it's a thing. Symmetry. Here we go. Okay. I think I'm okay now. Not quite, but I'll deal. Um, <laughs> but no, it's just like, I literally, one of the friends that is like this, she wants to be able to do whatever the hell she wants. She wants to have a billion animals. She wants to play music. She wants to do all these different things. And she believes in socialism. I'm like, do you understand? Bless her heart. Ex <laughs> Exactly. Like, first of all, sweetie, do you understand that, like, anytime somebody's tried to make that happen, it usually results in a genocide? It just hasn't worked. <laughs> and then, sure, because it wasn't done right. Right, exactly. If I would do it, you know, if I, if it was just me in charge of the totalitarian overthrow of humanity, it would just go off perfect. Well, they never actually. Part of me while I gag. <laughs> they never actually say that, but like Jordan Peterson has said, it's you the know, implication. That's what they imply when they say, oh, well, it just, you know, it hasn't been done right yet the implication is that well if i would have done it i would have done it right i mean what they they, they want to actually like you know that's the problem is they didn't take up enough people it's like you know in china i think it was somewhere between 20 and 90 million people were deleted by the yeah. uh the great what do they call it the great Leap the great form. reset yeah. Now they want to call this one the Great Reset. It's just like, uh, yeah, it's just anytime rich people start talking about great things that they want, I get real skeptical I mean, real look, fast. I, right? Obviously, wealth disparity is an issue and causes a lot of problems in society. But it but happens everywhere. It always happens. Mm -hmm. You know that class stratification. And it's always yeah. happened. Yeah. Period. And, and it's been with always. the history of humanity. You know, hierarchies will sometimes they'll just become unstable. That's what happens. But. As far as I have seen historically and read and studied about, I haven't seen any situation in which the forced repossession and redistribution of wealth has helped and improved a society. It only, like every time it's been tried, thousands upon thousands, millions die. I can tell you exactly why it doesn't work. And I can actually tie in the body positivity movement to it. Oh, do Are it. you ready? Do it. So how many times have you guys seen somebody who gets a uh, um, gastric bypass, okay? Mm -hmm. And they lose weight super quick. Right. And then in a few years, they gain all that weight back. Mm -hmm. Seen it quite a few times, yeah. right? Happens. Kinda happens. Why do you think that happens? She didn't gain it all back, but she gained a lot of it back. Now, why do you think that happened? What did you notice about that person? Um, their eating habits eventually went back to the previous eating habits so she basically re-stretched her stomach out over time and so you can shrink the stomach but is it really going to do anything like yeah maybe it'll force you to eat less for a bit because you just keep puking it out but over time if your habits just go back to whatever you were doing before over time you're you are going to just go back to what you were you know your stomach so in other words you can rip it too it's dangerous when stuff. you take a shortcut without teaching them the proper way yes eventually everything gets fucked up. That's true. And that is why I hate when liberals sit and go, you want people to suffer? Actually, yeah. Here's why. If you get handed everything, you don't appreciate what you have. Bingo. You don't know how to get it again, and you don't know how to keep it and keep it sustainably. 
If you take someone my size and you don't teach them proper eating habits, you don't address why they have the bad eating habits, and you don't recondition them to enjoy healthier options, and then you snap their stomach in half, you make them starve themselves for roughly eight months till they lose weight, cut off the excess skin, and then you tell them now you're good, they're going to go right back to what they were doing because you didn't teach them how to truly do it. Yes, it's not easy what they go through, but it's a hell of a lot easier than whatever they had to go through here. Yeah. Okay? Because this is a lot harder to change than this. Mm. And you have to have the mentality. I can tell you right now, as a married woman, and you guys as a couple, how long you guys been together? Seven Seven years. years. Seven years. I guarantee in that seven years you two have been together, there's been times where you both have slacked because you felt maybe resentful or angry at the other. And you're like, well, if he's not going to do that, I'm not going to do this. Let's see how long he notices. Aha, the faces tell me. And so how many times you've done it? And until you mentally changed your mind about your spouse, you didn't go back to doing the things you wanted to do for them. It's the same idea. And it's the same thing with socialism, you want to hand a bunch of poor people thousands of dollars. You want to hand them all this wealth. And then you want to just hope for the best that they know what to do. Yeah. So now their problems are solved, but they don't know how to sustainably keep them solved. So what's going to happen? I know because my mother was a spendaholic. I loved her. But they got uh, uh, inheritance from my dad's sperm donor back when I was in high school. It was enough to clear up debts. So explain to me why we're all still in debt. (laughs) I can tell you why. Because we didn't learn anything. And when we got that money, we spent it foolishly. We went and we we fixed the yard up. Instead of putting money away in savings and taking care of bills. You know, we we learned that credit was an easy way out. But was it a sustainably easy? No. And that is why to this day I try to learn. And that's what I tell everyone else. You can be mad all you want, but the the phrase is true. Teach a man to fish, he'll eat for the rest of his life. Give him, he eats for a day. I'm going to bring up a random example. I might have mentioned this on the show before, but this is actually from the rapper Kendrick Lamar. I don't know if you're familiar with him. I know of. I I keep up with the Kardashians once in a while. (laughs) don't agree with all his politics, but I think he's a brilliant artist and musician. But anyway, he, he was doing an interview a few years ago that I watched on YouTube and he was talking about how when he got rich and got out of the hood, how a lot of people, you know, crawl out of the woodwork for favors. They want money, this and that distant family members. And, you know, and he talked about how a lot of these people, all they know is the ghetto. And he's talking about people he grew up with. They, they don't understand anything outside of that. And he said, you know, I could take them out of that and, and give them money and put them in a house and all this stuff. And they wouldn't know what to do with it. They would go right back to the behaviors that they were doing before. Gang banging, selling drugs, all this stuff. Because that that's like their water. You know, they don't know anything else beyond that because they haven't been. You want to know how you get to that in real time? Just to finish the Look, point. Anywhere is a high inner, I- immigrant area. Where it's yeah. like illegal immigrants, what do you notice about their neighborhoods usually? They came from bad areas. They never learned anything. They got free citizenships. They come here, and it's not all. Yeah. But I've seen it a lot. In Rhode Island, it happened all the time. All the old Italian neighborhoods, a lot of the areas where there's a lot of illegal immigrants, you don't walk there at night. You yeah. don't go. You're white, you don't go at all. 
And I'm not trying to be racist, but it's the truth. Well, it's, when it's, people, it's a cultural thing. It's a it class is. thing. You know, obviously we know where there's more economic hardship and disparity. There's also more desperation, which, which leads to more crime. Um, exactly. It's just a fact, you know, it's how it is. And again, Daniel and I don't go out, you know, I mean, we go out here and there, to the wee hours night, of the yeah. morning. Like but, not in New York. I never would have anyway. It's New York down here, like 10 blocks away, 57, uh, 40, 47 ish. Um, my old apartment, somebody was murdered, like, literally a block away from me. He was walking late at night up the hill, and they thought he was someone else. So he was Dominican, and the Ecuadorian people thought he was, I think they thought he was Puerto Rican, and they killed him. They shot him dead. He just happened to be at the wrong place at the wrong time, and he happened to be the wrong Hispanic. Right. And it was ridiculous. Yeah. And, again, I... Kendrick's right. You want to how I know? My mother came from a rich family, but my dad did not. And his uh, sperm donor was, but the rest of them were poor. And the rest of my family, I'm sorry if any of you are watching this, probably not because none of them even know I do this. Uh, they're ghetto as hell. A lot of them are very ghetto. And that's how I know my family breeds like cockroaches because I've, <laughs> I've seen it. Most of my first cousins are great grandparents. And, you know, I, I've seen the drugs, the jail time, the gang issues. I have three cousins that died of drug overdoses. I have four that are in jail. Uh, and they all made fun of my dad because my dad thought he was big and special because he went to college. Oh, he moved out, out into the country. Oh, he thinks yeah. he's better than everybody. There, there's, there's definitely a cultural <laughs> sort of frowning upon anyone who wants to, like, better themselves in their situation yeah. to get out it's of so the strange. ghetto. It's, it's true, though. It it's really so is counterproductive. True. It really is counterproductive. It is. But and you wonder, where does that come from? Like, who does that benefit? Like, where did it that... It benefits the elite. Because weak minds feel insecure. I can tell you this firsthand. I know for a fact. People who are less intelligent or that refuse to use their intelligence and want to feel stupid are proud of their ignorance. That's and it. when they see somebody that's technically their equal doing better than them and succeeding it makes them project mad their, they yeah. project their frustration with themselves onto yeah and and that's the closest available target that's yeah that's extra frustrating too is the people who are proud of their ignorance it's one thing to be like just you're just ignorant you know and you don't know any better and it's like oh you know they don't know any better and but it's another thing to like know that you're ignoring things, right? That is the root word of the word ignorant. It is to ignore what is happening around you, right? To know that you're deliberately being ignorant and then to like be proud of that. There's something there to me that is insufferable. It's a big thing down here. Is it really? Oh my God. Yeah. My mother hated it down here for that reason alone. She's like, Cassandra. They don't know words and they're proud they don't know those words. <laughs> she she was so mad because my mother, again, my, my mother did start at college, but back then in the 70s, if you got injured, they, they didn't really have the accommodations for it. So my mom yeah. got into a car accident. She busted her back really bad, wasn't able to go back to school. Huh. My dad did graduate college. He, um, <laughs> he has several degrees. And um, both of them, I was raised to learn history. I was raised to watch National Geographic and uh, Discovery Channel uh, back when you had to go get the VHS out of the freaking library. I was raised to learn. I was raised to know big words, to learn how to pronunciate. Um, and that's how I've always had a good customer service voice because 
you guys have even heard it. When I when I know it's recording, my voice gets a little lighter. My uh, I iterations get a little more clear because if I talk how I regularly talk, I sound a little more ignorant. But if I talk like this, I'm a lot more easy to understand. See, that's how we all know everyone code switches. Just letting everyone know. But we do. We do code switch. I mean, I like going into gay voice every once in a while. He can go into gay right? voice. Right? Oh my God, his TikToks, whenever he does. Hi, I everyone. I got Bonics. I got requested. Yeah, yeah, Daniel can do ghetto pretty well. I mean, I grew up around Ooh. that. Uh, it's kind of turns it. me a little nah, bit. Get... Chill, cuz. Oh. <laughs> nah, bro, you can't be doing that kind of shit around here. Nah, come on, cuz. <laughs> nah, bro, chill, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I used to be able to do it more back when I worked at my uh, Walmart chill, in Rhode Island, but bro. not anymore. Chill. Everyone would be like, Cassandra, you talk so white. I'm like, chill, bro. Chill. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. See the melanin here? About... <laughs> I was like, gee, I wonder why. <laughs> Okay, and so, I never heard of that phrase up until I worked there. I was like, yeah. what is talking? Like, talking I ne- didn't know that was a phrase. It, it is. And I got told that all the time by every coworker, whether they were Spanish, white, black, regardless. And I was like, so pronouncing your words is a white thing? Yeah, it's it's dumb. I, I think we, we talked about like, this. That sounds racist. I think we talked about this with Christian... <laughs> like, I think Christian... Probably, I, and oh, us discussed hold on, I'm going to go to that. Oh, no. What is this? Oh yeah. Okay. That's a hope. Yeah. So this has been going around the internet. I guess we can end on this ridiculousness here. But oh, no. Christina Aguilera apparently really wants to be relevant again and has been trying to figure out, I so guess, this was... how to get attention. I don't know why she all she has to do is sing. She's talented as it is. You don't need to no, do this, Christina. I, that's not enough anymore. You gotta push the envelope and be shocking and crazy. So, you know, I guess she figured how do I get attention again? And she appeared on stage in the LA Pride with a giant muscle hulk suit and a, and a very large she hulk large sparkly strap-on device dildo <laughs> do you say that on youtube i, I just <laughs> said it so whatever hi youtube hi youtube i guess we could say it. well it's whatever we're not monetized anyway um Burger. so yeah, here this so this up. was the oh my god no girl this is not the look this is from libs of tiktok right. yeah i shared the picture on my so page too. big question was well, this was an all ages event so they see here you know and she's a mother of like three isn't she yeah, it's crazy. How old are her kids? And so, I know one of her kids is at least a teenager because they do a switch uh, commercial together. Like, Look at what mommy's doing. On I'm stage. just like, wow. Like, can I not be associated with this in any way, please? Like, seriously though, this seriously. is not. This is not gay. Like, nothing about this. She's not gay. She's straight. I know. But like, it feels like straight people are. They just really, they really pride. want to. It's be... hip and cool now, so they want. Excuse me, Christina. You're already Latinx. So here's you don't need to do this. I don't know. It's just ridiculous. Like the other day, I posted this picture of this drag queen with her legs spread open with these kids on the floor during a drag queen story hour. And it's just, this stuff is just getting more and more ridiculous. It's getting more and more absurd. And Brent and Who I are she singing with. Who is that? I don't know. Yeah. But look at this crap. Is that Paris Hilton? No. It could be. I don't know. No, the tits are too big. It can't be Paris. Kim tits are too big. Kim it's probably Petros. a. Uh... It says Kim Petras. Kim Petras. I don't know who that is. Petras? But, I mean, look at this. I know of her. At LA Pride. But it's like this stuff, the drag 
story hour crap the, the you know the incident in texas recently you posted that one Daniel? yeah so i put yours up I, I reposted a picture that uh james Lindsay put up but uh, i put it yeah. what about the one again that that drag queen uh in france that was walking around with the uh victorian dress and then the dress would pop up in a this one uh, dildo oh my god uh yeah. and, uh, and i think, I think it was actually... blair that posted that saying this is literally a crime yeah, it literally is. Yeah, it's not illegal. I think that was this it's one because this this was so this has been altered. This has been blurred out. So was third genitals actually? I, oh my god, that's blurred or, out. I always thought it was just a pair of nude undies. I I think the genitals were exposed. I mean, yeah, but we should probably verify. I'm this. not sure either exposed way. Exposed or not, but this is still not appropriate. It's, it's not appropriate. And, you know, I wrote on Twitter, I said, you know, that this is setting the rest of us back by decades. It kind of feels intentional from some higher forces at this point to break society down for the reboot. And it almost makes me want to go back into the closet because I'm tired of being associated with it and having to explain myself. Right. I it's understand it absolutely and completely because, like, you know, for a while when they were constantly having priests being exposed for diddling kids i stopped talking about being a catholic yeah. for the same reason because i was like i don't want to be associated with well, that that's what they called out too for sure as much as any other abuse for sure and yet now because i would call it out but i would stop like you know talking about it so openly just because i didn't want to hear about it i was like if someone asked directly yeah i'm gonna admit it and i would still pray in front of people but this i will tell you right now as someone who most of my family is cis and white and straight sized and all that bullshit. So privileged. So privileged. <laughs> the way they are doing this is they are creating racists. They are creating homophobes. Yeah. They are going to create the people they claim they hate. Because when you keep doing what you're doing, uh, I forgot what it was. I think it was on one of... Uh, uh, RuPaul it was on RuPaul because Nancy fucking Pelosi was on Drag Race, and I'm like, look, we get it. She looks like a drag queen, but come on, guys. Uh, uh, I didn't even yeah, know RuPaul's that. on RuPaul's Drag Race had fucking Nancy Jeez. Pelosi. I did not it know. No that. damn sense to me. I have that one uh, flew under the radar for me. Uh, uh huh. And she, I don't think the episode has appeared yet, but it was on a uh, preview for it. Let me and just. The thing Really quick for the record, as a gay man, I have never in my life watched a single episode of RuPaul's Drag Race. Not one. So. I think I've seen one. I haven't I seen think one. I've seen one. Not one. It just wasn't my thing. I like dress up, but the problem with it is, is like one of my favorite movies is actually a movie about drag. And I wish that more people used okay. uh, address it that way. So Connie and Carla, Connie. great movie. Oh my God, here you ever oh. see it? It's with uh, Nia... Uh, Nancy Pelosi joining them on Drag Race. Oh my right God. there. She looks like one of the drag queens, I swear to God. Should like, her eyebrows are as high as theirs. What All is of that? that? Oh Welcome back. Oh. My honor to be here. Oh God. Your freedom of expression of yourselves in drag is what America is all about. <laughs> is, it though? is it though? What words of wisdom do you have for us? With this elections coming up, it's very important for people to make their voices and their vote heard. Yeah, sarcastic, shady clap. <laughs> Does anyone else notice how bright the lights are on Nancy's face? Yeah, so bright. Can they're I trying get to, a They're trying to Oh my gosh. This is cringe as hell. Uh, it's just, I, I don't want to be associated with this. Crap. No. And it, again, this is what it comes down to. It's like, I don't, 
I, and I said, I said, her ass don't need to be there. She needs to be taking care of business and helping out and reaching across the aisle or whatever. But no. Instead, we've got our fucking RuPaul. Yeah, what happened to that laptop? Yeah, she, did she ever get that laptop back? What happened with that? Oh, no, it's crazy. No one can find it. Laptop. How weird is that? Are we ever going to hear anything else about that? Hmm. I don't know. No, no, no. Because you see, it must be all Trump's fault, even though it's all true. <laughs> and, and it's like we've that got works. we've got <laughs> Biden going on Jimmy Kimmel, and Biden started to uh, mumble and fumble. Oh my god! I and saw Jimmy's that. like, "Why don't we go to break?" That was embarrassing. I was like, "But see, no, my secret conspiracy theory is that he's faking. He's it. faking it. Uh, really? Like, yeah, this is my because because I, you know, I feel like he should, you know, the the level of degradation that he's experiencing, he should not be alive. Like, I feel like you if you were so? actually oh, no. at that level." You would have passed. I will tell you right now, as someone whose grandmother was in a nursing home, you will be shocked yeah, how long people will last in that yeah. stage. And I'm not even joking. Like, like I, there are people I like would see. Normal, he's not like a it's normal, so normal. In a nursing, but he's not in like a nursing home or anything. You know, he's not having like everything sort of. He's like in a really. He's probably in the highest pressure job that you can have in the world. They don't care though, Brett. They, they don't it's care. Just like, I just don't understand how it's not breaking him unless he's faking. They it. give him plenty of. It's naps. breaking him exactly. <laughs> it they is breaking him. So many meds. We're you know he's late to every meeting, and they actually because he's been reported for shitting himself so many times, oh and they've actually checked. There's dementia medicine that when you take it within the first forty minutes of taking it, you usually have diarrhea. Uh -oh. Well. He's late to nearly everything he's supposed to go to. Roughly about 30 to 40 minutes. Uh-oh. Oh, hmm. And again, I have no doubt in my mind because the thing is, the way Joe Biden was in 2016 and 2017 is not Joe Biden today. Mr. It's very rapid how this went down. Yeah. He was able to talk fast. He was able to be, I may not like the guy, but we have all seen multiple evidence. But you can hear what happens is if you listen to how he talks, you can tell he was listening to a script that they told him what he had to say. Mm. And then he might fall back on what's comfortable. He starts to get confused. He starts to get lost. And then he's like, what do I got to say? I and then know he, what just I like, say. he just starts spitting shit out. He starts spitting shit out. And that's why, if you notice, they get very panicky. Because I think he gets a little too honest in those moments. And mm -hmm. then they all shut him up. Oh, no, the president can't talk right now. Oh, no, no. Man's yeah. walking off on his own. He's shaking hands with invisible yeah. people. Yeah. He's oh, talking to walls. That footage was embarrassing, too. Jesus Christ. He just turns and, like, goes to shake no one's hand. And yet, What's Trump shuffles down one ramp. Yeah. And we've been on that for weeks. Weeks, yeah. It's absurd. Biden is doing time. a new weirdo shit every day. And they're like, oh, doing, he was doing this, like the Beavis and Butthead, like Cornholio thing. Fancy at the State of the Union. It's just. Fancy at the State of the Union. And it's just, again, when it comes to. Oh, hold on. He looks like if you're putting up a video, I need to make sure I don't die. Um, but no, I, I just, honestly, when it comes to. Uh, Biden as a whole, I just have noticed they are very careful. They're very careful to ensure that they keep everything under wraps. <laughs> this was yeah, it was a CNN town hall. So for our, it was for with our, uh, him and what's his name. For those listening and not watching, we have pulled up a picture of Joe Biden. Biden. Beavis. 
standing with his arms, well, his fists sticking out, and then next to him you have Beavis from Beavis and Ballhead. Yeah, his shirt like, pulled up as court holds. He's like out. standing with his his arms are sort of down at his side, except at his elbows where they're bent up ninety degrees out in front of him, and he's making like these fists. All so right, well, like, the nineties. Imagine he's on a jetpack and he's got two little. Yeah, he's got joystick jetpack. The nineties yep. kid in me, the nineties kid in me, can't look at this though and allow us to not have it spoken out loud, but. I am it's and I need TP for my bunghole. But <laughs> <laughs> just saying, like guys, they everybody is being cognitively dissident about this. They don't want to acknowledge it. They, they don't, don't want to because then they have to admit they're wrong. And this goes back they, to what I said earlier. We have to admit that Orange Man would have was not been a better, more stable thing for the country right now. Whether you like it, would not be where we are. We would not. We would not. They can't allow themselves to admit that because they just, they just, they have to hate him. Whatever is not Trump must be better. Must be better. Here's the thing: the last time you guys interviewed me, it wasn't even that bad. But I said it was starting then. My husband's job was directly affected for the last like half a year, thanks to all the massive bungles that uh, Biden has had since the beginning. From January of 2021 to now, we have been progressively losing money. And he has been progressively losing hours. The only reason, my husband, by the way, guys, in case any of you don't know, my husband works for a local warehouse uh, uh, for food, for a market chain. So if you're not getting in food, if you're not getting in trucks, and if things aren't going out, you don't get any money. And he was only earning like a quarter of what he used to make. And the only reason now he's able to even make a decent paycheck is because it was getting so bad. Half of the uh, senior people that were making decent money had to quit. They could not afford to keep the job anymore. They had to go somewhere else. And I'm like that. And and everywhere. That's another thing. I don't know if it's happening in New York like it's happening down here. There is not a single business, whether it is retail, restaurant, anything that isn't begging for workers right now. It is. It is. What is going on where nobody is working yet nobody has money? I don't get it. Yeah, it's the uh, the consequences of stagflation. Basically, we're seeing yeah. this sort of like implosion in the economy. It's like right now we're seeing crypto. Like crypto's yeah. crashed. Like maybe. Well, I think I think a lot of people also and it's just indicator changed their whole life direction. I think a lot of people left the city and went to a lot of people might have also left the workforce you might have had you know women and husbands that were both working decided hey you know one of us doesn't need to be working all the time or who knows like it's i feel like a lot of it is people changing their lives a lot of it is the economy being totally restructured like i lost a lot of my income i had you know a tutoring gig that was pretty consistent and then once the economy or once the lockdowns kind of happened that job sort of like shut down like very small amount and yeah. of what it was I mean, before they, they definitely all can't be living on stimulus money they hardly gave That's any what I'm trying to figure out. barely a month's worth of rent so i mean i don't know i i have a feeling some of them may have invested that money and maybe made some money back on it not at this that, time. Does, that doesn't explain yeah, it's very strange. That doesn't explain the massive amount of people who have not yet returned to work. So there are companies and restaurants in my town that have shut down because they couldn't get workers. And there are companies now, they only stay open till like three o'clock in the afternoon. They used to stay open until eleven o'clock at night yeah. because they don't have enough people for shifts. That's right. what I'm saying. Like I would understand if maybe it was just the fast food chains. 
it's ev- there's not a single place that isn't having a hiring sign in my town mm-hmm. and we're not a major city by any means we're a large town we're not a major city like, and well, the fact that nobody's working we're podunk yeah Mm-mm. you saw the same People- thing in florida a lot of hiring signs everywhere the thing is there's a lot of that there's a lot of that here too in the city um but when i've asked around they're all hiring vaccinated only yeah. so workers. that could be part of the difficulty so, here filling yeah. the positions and i think here i think it's definitely a contributing factor yeah, it, is. it is i've been looking at you know yeah. I, my, my business is basically nannying and tutoring and i've been looking into like branching out back into other things and there's all of the all of the other thing jobs in new york like if it's corporate like you have to have the job you gotta have you have to be jabinated yep. yeah, yeah. I have a degree. I've got plenty. I mean, my I have yeah. educational credentials out the wazoo. So, <laughs> I don't have a stupid shot. I so think, I think part of what's going on, and this was probably more in the beginning than now, is you still have definitely some people who I think are afraid of the virus. Um, and I know they're out there because I see them on the street, and I know they're out there on the internet because I see them on the internet. <laughs> Only about 20, 25% of the people on and the street then, here still wearing masks. And then, I, and then part of those- Not in Florida. Part of those here. people- Part of that group is also people who are pretending to be scared of the virus so they don't have to go back to work. And I think that that could be part of this as well. Well, you guys are more knowledgeable than me. Is unemployment still covering people who don't want to go back? No. No, you no, that that cut off it runs September out, of last yeah. year was and yeah. I was on it for That's as long as I was as thinking. On it. Yeah. Once it runs out, if you don't yeah. go back to work, you can't reapply. You can't reapply. That's not how that works. You only get unemployment. The SBA. You work. So how are they supporting themselves? I don't get it. I taking think loans, a, a personal loans, loans credit so, cards. Yeah, credit is high Running right up now. the credit cards. And That's I think what I've been doing. A lot of people are also going back to live with their parents. Living with so parents. We have the highest amount of people between the ages 18 and I think 35 living with their parents now since like the last great depression. We're very lucky. The only reason we have this apartment still is because my landlords are criminals and yeah. we're, suing, we're them. suing them. But, you know, we haven't paid rent. Oh, my God. I love how you said it, though. Here's what I will tell you. Honestly, like right now, I, I'm nervous because I have to buy this house this year uh, for personal reasons for my landlord. I have to buy it. And I'm like, this is the worst year. Like, I'm still trying to figure out how I'm going to do that. And mm-hmm. it it's like, it, it's ridiculous. Everything that's going down. I just, I don't know. I don't know, guys. Yeah. Maybe, all... the mar- maybe the market will crash before you have to buy it. Please, for the this is like the worst time to buy a house. Yeah, it's not a good time. Everything. I mean, I'm already in it, so it's like, what are they supposed yeah. to do? No, yeah. yeah, but the the best time to buy it would have been uh, right before last year. I know. <laughs> 2019. Tell me about it. Right. In 2019, I was having a few other problems. Okay. Know, yeah. Girl. Same. So it's like whatever. One day we are all going to have our grand, beautiful estates. Okay. We'll have a farm where we all live and work communally, and then we'll and invite each other over for. We dinner grow our marijuans and we have our puppies. We'll and have dinner. Well, you can keep the marijuans on your side and keep them upwind. I don't want to get no aller- allergic reactions. But <laughs> so you can drink tea. That's have true. I'll, I'll have the teas. Yeah. We'll have grow some tea. Very British. What if we Cheap what party. if we infused pork with some of the clippings? Like we fed it to our pigs, and then our pigs like would the, would the bacon get you high? I don't know if that's how that I works. Wonder. I don't know if that's how it works. It works with part of the ham, but I don't think I want to answer this question. They're gonna metabolize the THC, wouldn't they? Like no, because like it gets stored in your fat. It would store in the fat. Mm-hmm. So if you 
if you ate saturated if you fed it to the pigs pig pot i die of anaphylactic shock then we call it <laughs> how did we even get here all right i think I, hug. <laughs> I think this is a good place to wrap it up we've been going for about an We're hour gonna wrap it on the high bacon yes yes high bacon. bacon all right starson please remind everyone where they can find you Guys, you can find me pretty much everywhere. Um, look up the name Starson, Lady Starson, The Starson. I am on TikTok. I have a Facebook page. I have a uh, Twitter. I am on Instagram if you love my artwork, which I really need to upload all the rest of my mermaid that I have my artwork yet. Oh. Um, I have an Ibble, like we talked about earlier. <laughs> and um, <laughs> if you want to support me uh, and help me <laughs> with the endless animals that you, you don't see, but I promise I have. And Wolf Hargreaves right there sleeping. And oh. Baby Hendrix. Oh. And uh, you can support me on Patreon. I do try to get like exclusive things on there. I have giveaways, but as all of you know, shipping is a bitch right now. Yes. So I haven't been able to ship anything that I have for winners either. But Soon. you can support me and I love that. Yes. Everybody provides Sarsam with financial support. Yeah. She's amazing. On that and note, buy house. On that note, if you want to provide us with financial support, we actually just too. got a fifty dollar donation from one of our long time yeah. viewers. He's such a sweetheart. He's my best friend. We love you, Gilly. He's, Shout out to Gilly. He's listening. Once I, I actually have money, guys, you'll see it coming from me. But we have to get there first. Oh yeah, don't take your time, bro. That's nah, fine. But yeah, I mean, it's just and we've got some new videos coming. I've got new projects in the pipeline. There, We're doing... there's, there's a lot of content creators out right now, so it's hard, man. Like the competition is freaking high. Well, Apparently, yeah. the pandemic really created a lot of us, and yeah. I was one of the lucky few. I've been told by a lot of people, my growth in any form was very lucky, and I think it's honestly just because I'm a fat ass and. A lot of fat ass people were making videos, and I just was at the right moment at the right time. Yeah, so, that fat ass way. So there was a form of fat privilege involved. Ex Listen, privilege. are you using your straight size privilege to uh, speak down upon my cellulite? Dad? How dare you, Danielle? How dare you, you skinny, muscly little. That is a cis male thing. And I don't appreciate it. You're not melanated. You cannot say these things to me. Actually, though, before we go, this actually does relate to the last thing we were talking about and could explain part of uh, why we're finding it hard for people turning back to work. And I think a oh. lot of people are trying to do this. They do want to start their own show or their podcast, and they're trying to be entrepreneurs in some way. And mm. we're seeing a huge, huge increase of people doing that. Maybe they're all getting TikTok. Sure, but Maybe they are, but how many of these people are really going to succeed? Let's be honest here. Not everyone is going to be a famous podcast. No. And the other problem <laughs> is not the truth. The only reason I can do this is because my husband works. So right. I don't know how they're doing it. My husband, uh, thankfully, was – before this all started, we were we were really balancing out. We were making decent money. We were getting our bills all caught up. And uh, it, a lot of this is thanks to my choice. But now that I'm where I am and I have the several jobs that I have, I have this nice balance, so I'm keeping yeah. it. Mm -hmm. But – I don't know how anybody could do uh, content creation full time with no other income coming in. I don't know how they could yeah, do it. Well, they it's have, not possible. It's only possible. <laughs> it's only possible. It's only possible if you have that audience and you're able to grow your channel. Then it's possible. But if you're a small time creator and you don't have that audience and you're doing it full time, yeah, you're running I, up your credit cards. I, I don't know. They got to taking loans. Which, uh, getting in case anyone doesn't know, that's not sustainable. It's not, not sustainable. Sorry. No, definitely not. All right, guys. Thanks for watching. <laughs>
Like, comment, subscribe. subscribe. Yes, 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 yes. Follow so Starson. Follow us. And we will be back. Yes. And I, I'm so happy I was back on, guys. We appreciate it. So we much. love you. We'll yeah. always have you back. We always, have, always a pleasure. All right, guys. Always. Peace out. Later. Bye. Cheers.